You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rabbi Yoshev on the Parsha. We talked about this uh, earlier in one of our shiurim, Vayivater Yaakov Levado. So Yaakov went back, and of course that's where he was assaulted and fought the Sar Shoesov. So why was he alone by himself? So Amar Rebbe Lozer, that there were some leftover jars, small ones, that somehow did not go over, did not uh, travel with them in the beginning. So the Gemara says, Mikan Tzadikim that for a tzaddik, something that he owns, his mammon, his possessions, are even more dear than his body, because clearly he knew he was going at night, who knows who's over there, but he felt it was significant for him to get those get those items. Why? Now, Rabbi Yoshev said, you know, you look at that Gemara, I, I understand um, they're willing to go through great pain to their body not to lose their money. Um, but, okay, it's important. They, they, their possessions mean something. So what does it mean, though, because they don't steal at all? Um so Yashiv said, if you take a look in, in the Medrash in Parshas Noach, it says, It was Chamas at the time of Noach. So the Medrash asks, what is Chamas and what is Gezel? So Omer Abchanina, Chamas is not even a Shavapruta. Gezel is Shavapruta. Basically, what was the Chamas? The Chamas was how did they how did they steal? Each one would steal a little bit less than a pruta. And he wasn't able to ever get back anything. So it turned out that the person who brought the bag of beans, everybody would steal from him. Everybody would say, just taking a little. And by that time, you'd be left with nothing. Sir Blyashev says that's what's called Chamas. Now, when Yaakov goes back, what is he trying to teach people? He's trying to teach people that Chomas means something. If you saw what I did, don't think you could steal a little pach katanim that's not even worth a pruta. That means something to someone, and you and you have to be careful about that. When, even though it's the type of thing, a person, yeah, come on, you're not mocked on that. That's what we have to learn. We have to learn that 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 in a way, that could also be called Gezel. 
even something that you say, ah, a person can, won't take it, Ladin. You, when you show in yourself how much this is worth, you're sending a message to others, hopefully. Again, not just that you're a cheap Jew. It's 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 because as we realize from Noah, that's chomos, and that's also something which is which which shows a lack of civility. It shows a lack of respect for another person's, even if you're going to say it's it's less than a pruta. We know when Yaakov was battling, it wasn't just battling with Esav's malach. The Medrash says, in the name of Rabbi Zarya, Kol Every battle we win, that we engage in, and that we have won, every single battle that the Jewish people have won, is in a way connected to that original struggle of Yaakov and the Tsar of Esav. The Medrash goes on to say, that it was the Tsar of Esav. Yoshev wants to know what did really the Tsar of Esav want? If you want to say the Tsar of Esav is the non-Jewish world, not just Yaakov's brother, but represents the world that's not us. We never, Rabbi Yoshev says it's interesting, a similar battle never occurred with Avram or Yitzchok. Um, we know that there is the Yitz, whatever you want to say, that, that the, the power of the non-Jewish world the power of the world at large. They were against Avram. Avram was a radical, Rebel Yoshev says. Avram went completely against what most of the people of the world believed. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, Rob, uh, uh, Robert Kivlevich? Yes. If I, hello, I, uh, if I may interject, it actually makes sense Kabbalistically. If Yaakov represents Tiferet, which is heart, the battle is for the heart, and remember, you know how they say Yetzara lives in the ventricle, whatever. It's the uh, whole thing. It's it's where the battle is is at the heart. The, well, good, um, oh, very good, very good. In other words, that somehow Avram is more in the mind than in the heart. That's what you're trying to say. That Avram, these are uh, intellectual sefirot. So uh, Yaakov is already emotions. Uh, see, okay, very good, very good. This question, in other words, if you see that this was not just Esau, his brother. But this represented the whole non-Jewish world, the non-world that isn't us and what they represent. So you could have said that battle could have occurred with Avram. Um, the battle didn't occur with Yitzchak either. Despite, you know, Rabbi Yoshev says how Yitzchak was aduk to, to, to the minogam of Avram. Um, when it comes to Yaakov, and Yaakov was anyway, you know, in a, in, in, in not in the greatest shape after what he'd been through. That's where the 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 power of the world comes against Yaakov. So, and it could be what Rabbi Yoshev is going to say is a little bit similar to you. He says, Rabbi Yoshev said that every one of the Ovos brought into the world 
his unique path. And that path now became entrenched as the path of holiness. Avram, of course, although you, you mentioned intellectualism, Al-Pisod, of course, Avram, as we see, in terms of how he dealt with the Malachim, was about Chesed. Yitzchok is about Gevura or Avoda, the needs of person to restrict themselves and channel themselves into Avodas Hashem. Same way he channeled himself and held himself back to go on to the Mizbeach. And Yaakov, as you say, is Tiferes, is Torah, is the, is, is the ideas that, 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 that are, that can illuminate and change. We know that Yaakov, according to the Midrashim, was the one who studied 14 years in Torah. We know from the Midrashim that Yaakov, even as in, in, in vitro, in utero, not in vitro, but in utero, Yaakov wanted to hear the Kol Torah. And we also know, of course, that Torah represents the antidote and the anti-aspect of what the Yetzirah tries to do to us. When we speak about being chapped by the Yetzirah and chapped by what the Gentile world has to offer, Chazal consistently tell us, go and learn. Learning will do it. And Rabbi Yoshev says it's the intellectualization of it, but it's also the power that our Kaddish Baruch Hu packs into Torah. Um, the, every letter from the Torah, as we know, is a mitzvah saseh. Now, this is even greater than what the Vilna Gon says. The Vilna Gon says that every word of Torah is a mitzvah saseh. Rebel Yoshev says every, as you're forming the word, even the letters that you're using to form the words are a mitzvah saseh. Um, in fact, the Chafetz Chaim used to say that the, the Yetzirah would let a guy be the frumest guy in the world, let him daven all day, and then let him seek out to go to do mitzvahs and to do chasadim here and there. But the, the Yetzirah, for at least I got you that you weren't learning today. Now again, that's what maybe the Mashkiach tells you in the yeshiva, but there's something true about it. Many times we think about how we feel good, we pat ourselves on the back about being able to go do regular mitzvahs when we realize how much do we put, what about what we put on our plate to learn? What about what we committed ourselves to, to study? That's the part that someone gets pushed in the back. And that's, of course, the thing that Yaakov is supposed to represent. And that's the part that really the Yetzirah, in a sense, um, uh, really wants to fight. As Rabbi Yoshev points out, the Gemara says, Avera machabe mitzvah, ve'en avera machabe Torah. An Avera that you do can knock out the mitzvah that, you've, that, that you were involved in. Because look at you, you bum. <laughs> you, did, you did this Avera, that knocks out the mitzvah, or at least in a way it extinguishes the, the energy that you had by the mitzvah. But it, can, it cannot extinguish your learning. Again, you, we know stories, of course, of these Iluyim and Slabotka, who weren't necessarily the firmest people in the world, but they still were able to be something great in Torah. I mean, you don't want to be a, a balavera, but in a way, a person who has Torah, it's hard for him to to lose it completely. Now, we know 
that the Satan tried to fight Avram as well. What did he do? He he turned himself into a, a pool of water uh, on the way to the Akeda. Um, but when Yaakov is about to go into Eretz Yisrael, and we know, Ein Eretz Yisrael, the Satan says, you know what? I'm not going to just send some sort of physical representation of myself. What is he going to do? Um, he's going to attack Yaakov in the most, again, how he turns into a man, I don't know, but he's going, the Satan is going to, the Satan, the power of that world, the power of everything that stands against us, embodied itself in the Tsar of Esau in order for Yaakov not to be able to enter Eretz Yisrael with that Torah mentality. The, the Medrash actually asks, what did this man, the Gemara asks, what did this man look like who fought with Esau? Rabbi Amar, he looked like a Oyved of Rav Shmuel Bar Acha said, incredible statement, he looked like a Talmud Chochem. <laughs> what does that mean? How could you say the Tsar of Esav looked like, uh, like, 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 like the Chsam like, 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 that's what it looked like? Sir so Rabbi says, what does it mean? This power that tries to get us away from God, and the main thing it wants to do is try to get us away from Tera. Changes its face based on whatever the situation is. Sometimes, um, what it shows you is, like, an, like, look, the Gentile world, that's what you need. Come on, you have this world, it's the best. Sometimes, it looks like a Talmud Chacham. And we learned about this last week from Rebel Yashav, about keeping your eyes on the rungs. So sometimes it looks like a Talmud Chacham, meaning, who are you? You have no right to be connected to this. In other words, such an aristocratic, austere, imperious Talmud Chacham that represents terror, you're not even going to be able to be Shaykh to. Sometimes that's so that we fight. We fight against, I'm never going to be Ricky Vega. I'm never going to be this great. I should just throw in the towel. All of those can be the Tsar of Esau. The Pasuk says, Vayar kilo yuchalo. The Tsar of Esau saw that it could not overwhelm Yaakov. Od lo alman Yisrael, Rebel Yoshev wrote. Yesh keilu shadochem is devarav umosram atzman avurat Torah. There's people who aren't fooled by the battle. They say, you know what? I'm still going to learn. And take a look. Despite the fact that the outside world has always, in many ways, been more comfortable, the lojan was still filled with bochram. There's still people. That, that will be Meister Nefesh to, to learn in the yeshivas no matter what. Even though the outside world 
represents much more menuchas hanefesh. But again, kosei beis hamedrash yochiach. And that's why Chazal say that was Yaakov's chus. Yaakov, who represented that that aspect of Torah, and again, maybe this jives with what Dr. Kogan is saying in terms of heart or teferis, because maybe you need that for Torah as well. It's, it's not just an intellectual avoda. That's why Yaakov was the prime enemy of the koach of the power against the Yitzhahara, not of Roman Yitzchok. And Yaakov's victory is really the victory that we can all tap into. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.